Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Oh, it could happen here, which is the podcast that this is. I'm Robert Evans. With me are other people. Hello, other people. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this is a podcast, things falling apart, put them back together, yada, yada, yada. Today, our guest, well, not our guest, our host, is uh, the inimitable Andrew. Andrew, hey, hey, how's it going? What are we talking about today? What are we learning? I'm good. I'm good. Um, today, hoping to tackle another book, kind of. Hell yeah. Um, this one's not fictional, like the past two, um, though I... Do hope to like explore some of those in the future because I think some good conversations come out of those. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about Paulo Freire and the pedagogy of the oppressed. Oh, yes. For those who don't know, Paulo Freire is a Brazilian educator and one of the leading advocates of well, was a Brazilian educator and leading advocates of critical pedagogy. Pedagogy is basically like the study of education, philosophy of education. Um, he was born in 1921, and his experiences kind of led him to that path because during his childhood and adolescence, 
he was falling behind in school because he was poor. His poverty and his hunger affected his ability to learn. And so as he got older and he got opportunities and he was able to study and so on, he basically realized he needed to do more to uplift the lives of the poor, improve the lives of the poor um, in order to facilitate better educational outcomes. As he says in one quote, I didn't understand anything because of my hunger. I wasn't dumb. It wasn't a lack of interest. My social condition just didn't allow me to have an education. Experience showed me once again the relationship between social class and knowledge. So as he progressed in his um, studies and his writing and stuff, he eventually contributed to a philosophy of education, which blended classical approaches stemming from Plato and modern Marxist and post-Marxist and anti-colonial thinkers. Uh, when I was reading the book, it really sort of struck me. I got a lot of, um, I got a lot of Franz Fanon vibes um, from his work. He died in 1997, um, RIP. Um, <laughs> but his greatest contribution, um, to me at least, and to most people, is his book, The Pedagogy of the Oppressed. In the book, he sort of explores a detailed Marxist class analysis um, in the relationship between like the colonizer and the colonized, the oppressor and the oppressed. And he talks about the um, banking model of education that traditional pedagogy espouses because it treats the student as like this bank, this empty vessel to be filled with knowledge. Instead, he argues for a form of education, a pedagogy that treats the learner as a co-creator in knowledge. As far as I'm aware, um, and I guess it, it kind of is illustrated in the book itself, but as far as I know, Fair wasn't an anarchist or libertarian socialist of any variety, but he still ended up coming to some anarchic conclusions with regard to the education system and learning and stuff. I mean, anarchists have been writing about, you know, like youth liberation and the school system and even experimenting with new models of schooling for a long time. Um, the Ferrer movement, for example, experimented with implementing modern schools in, um, in the US and in Spain. Emma Goldman was very much involved in that process. And um, I don't think that the experiments were necessarily free of error, but I think they did a good job of trying something new, of trying something a bit more liberatory in the sphere of education. Because, I mean, for the past several hundred years now, um, we've kind of been going with this sort of um, Prussian model of education. This very strict, very regimented, very divided model of education that arose um, to sort of foment nationalism and division, class divisions and stuff within the populace. So I think that any experimentation in the more libertarian direction is a positive. In the preface, um, Frere sort of goes into why this book came about. So he's talking about his experience as a teacher in Brazil, the time, the observations he made while in political exile. And so what he realized as a teacher when he was teaching his students is that they had a sort of a fear of freedom. It's not like a real fear of freedom. It's more of a fear of the risks associated with freedom. 
because of the experiences and stuff that they've had. Um, what he considers the most vital, however, to the education system is sort of establishing a conscientious out or a critical consciousness within students. A consciousness that commits to social change and human liberation. According to Freire, the educational model can only really be successful if people are radicalized through it, if people are able to see the issues in their current society, think about them, stew upon them, criticize them, compare them, and, and look at ways to solve them. And if they don't come out with that sort of critical consciousness, then it's all for naught, basically. The education system is kind of spinning on top of mud. I find it especially interesting that I ended up reading this when I did, because as we've seen in the US, a lot of conversations are now attacking anything, even approaching critical consciousness with this, you know, whole debate going on about um, critical race theory and this sort of, even though critical race theory is not being taught in primary or secondary education, this attack, this full front attack on anything that resembles critical thinking and critical study of history and of the present. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. So in chapter one, Freo makes a case for why the pedagogy the press is necessary. He says that humankind's central problem is how we affirm our identity as human beings. Everyone is trying to reach that sort of affirmation, that sort of human identity, that sort of humanness. Um, but oppression and systems of oppression interrupt that process. They prevent people from expressing and establishing their full humanity. Whether you're talking about racism, keeping people from reaching their full potential, or sexism, preventing people, or, you know, cis-heteropatriarchy with the whole limitations and such puts upon people's sexuality and gender expression and gender identification. All of these systems of oppression are put in place to restrict and confine and bound us below, you know, our full potential. And so a lot of that and a lot of the, you know, cultivation and forging of one's awareness of, you know, the systems around them and how to operate within them takes place in the education system. And so the education system is should be one of the critical junctures in which we wage our fight for oppressed people. There's a sort of dehumanization that occurs as a result of oppression, whether it be in the form of comparing people to animals, as racists often do, whether it be in the form of degrading people to this sort of childlike status, which itself is a is a form of oppression because the fact that, you know, childlikeness and youth is considered to be something less than, it's just another way in which people are oppressed and another way in which people are prevented from asserting their autonomy and their humanity. Oppressors, they tend to treat people as objects to be possessed. They see freedom as threatening. And in turn, oppressed people end up becoming alienated from each other through oppression and begin to see their oppressors as something to strive towards. Ferrer talks about how the oppressed, their whole vision and their whole understanding of what being human is, is being like oppressors. And so a lot of people, and you see that even today, you know, um, when they strive for freedom, 
they strive to become entrepreneurs. You know, they strive to become business owners. They strive to become billionaires and CEOs and all these sort of images of what, you know, what being human looks like because people are striving to be free. And if the only way you can get a measure of freedom is by becoming an oppressor yourself, then it makes sense a lot of oppressed people are going to try to do that. Of course, as Freire himself says, and the oppressors themselves are not fully free either because by denying the oppressed people their humanity, they rob themselves of humanity. The fight for liberation, as Freire argues, must consist of two stages. Reflection on the nature of oppression and then the concrete action needed to, to change it. And that sort of, reading that, that, that line, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it, it reminds me of the process of prefigurative politics, where not only are you bringing about the consciousness of people to recognize these systems of oppression and to understand how they operate, but the concrete action to change it is one that is intended to reflect the society that we wish to establish in the future. Freire does warn um, that, you know, leaders and stuff must engage in dialogue with oppressed people rather than becoming like oppressors. Um, but as the book goes on, I think he relies a bit too much on this concept of leaders as, well, he, he warns against them existing above the people, but he still sort of, upholds that distinction between the leaders and the people. As the book progresses, um, he begins to compare the concept of the banking model to the concept of the problem-posing model of education, as he calls it. In the banking model, um, quote, he, the teacher talks about reality as if it were motionless, static, compartmentalized, and predictable or else he expounds upon a topic completely alien to the existential experience of the students. His task is to fill the students with the contents of his narration, contents which are detached from reality, disconnected from the totality that engendered them and could give them significance. Words are emptied of their concreteness and become a hollow, alienated, and alienating verbosity. Irony being that sentence is quite verbose, but... <laughs> On the contrary, banking education maintains and even stimulates the contradiction through the following attitudes and practices which mirror oppressive society as a whole. The teacher teaches and the students are taught. The teacher knows everything and the student knows nothing. The teacher thinks and the students are thought about. The teacher talks and the students listen meekly. The teacher disciplines and the students are disciplined. The teacher chooses and enforces his choice and the students comply. The teacher acts and the students have the illusion of acting through the action of the teacher. The teacher chooses the program content and the students, who were not consulted, adapt to it. The teacher confuses the authority of knowledge with his or her own professional authority, which they set in opposition to the freedom of the students. The teacher is the subject of the learning process, while the pupils are mere objects. I think... Um, Freire needed to incorporate some more gender-neutral language in that, so I had to kind of correct him there. Um, but that quote, that, that quote in full, it really reminds me um, 
of my schooling experience. Um, as some people may know, I was actually homeschooled um, for the majority of my learning experience. I actually didn't know that. Oh, well, now you know. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was homeschooled um, for, I would say, the majority of my education experience. And then after I went into college and stuff. But before then, I did um, make it through the school system. And even though it was a really long time ago, my memories are still crystal clear of that process. You know, um, I remember seeing students being disciplined. Um, I myself was kind of a, a teacher's pet. <laughs> but that does not surprise remember. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the best possible way. I'm not sure how to take it, but I'll take it in a good way. (laughs) Because me too, Andrew. (laughs) Not me. Oh, that also doesn't surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) Teachers are cops. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, this is my pre-anarchist days. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, I wasn't jumping out the boot canal with a black flag, you know. Yeah. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> ACAB includes the person who tried to get me to read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> Catcher in the Rye was a good book, though. It, like, is, it was it a good it's a fine, book. It's a perfectly fine book. I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> but, but like, Andrew, what are you alluding here is that, like, stoicism is something that is weaponized in the education system? Stoicism? Stoicism? Being, like, no emotion, delivering, like, Right, right, right. Because yeah. I was thinking the philosophy. And I was oh, wondering. yeah. No, but like... No, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a vessel for quote-unquote facts and knowledge to be, like, injected into you for you to, like, hold as... as uh, Yeah, it's... We're seeing a resurgence in this type of thing, albeit probably a little bit less eloquently stated in some of, like, the um, anti-schooling anarchist literature that's been coming out the past few years, or at least has been gaining more traction the past few years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this... And that's kind of that's kind of the funny thing about it, because most people in their schooling experience can recall it being in some ways negative, even if they look at it in a positive light. We can at least, even if they don't go in that fully radical direction... Most people can look at some of the elements to their schooling, of their education, and say that that wasn't right. You know, there's something messed up about that. Um, even something as simple as having to, like, ask, you know, the teacher to go on and use the toilet. Mm. It's just, it's just those sorts of little ways of control. So, like, as I was saying, in, in my schooling experience back when I was in primary school, I was very adorable. <laughs> I'm sure you could guess. <laughs> but, um... I remember seeing these students being disciplined. They had, the bell had rung for, um, you know, the end of break and you're supposed to, you know, file back into class. But I think there was a, a school next door that was having some kind of event uh, and they were playing like music. And so a bunch of students in my class, not me, <laughs> but a bunch of students in my class were, you know, um, dancing at the side of the school, enjoying the music, having a good time or whatever. Um, they heard the bell and they didn't go because they were, you know, they were having a good time. They were like six, seven, eight. Um, but then afterwards, the teacher, after, you know, I sit down and stuff, teacher goes and finds them and brings them in. And this is prior to, at least to my knowledge, prior to the corporal punishment being phased out of school. So 
I just remember seeing them having to, you know, like lay out their hand and receive punishment for daring to have joy after hours, you know, daring to enjoy themselves. Um, when it was supposed to be class time, when they're supposed to be in class. I'm, I'm sure people have similar experiences here, at least, of yeah. that kind of punishment and control. I mean, this is not the same kind of punishment, but I think to your point of being controlled, like even just like not even being aware of it, just like being forced to stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance in America, for example, it becomes this like repetitive culty thing every morning that you're expected to do. And if you don't do it, um, personal experience, if you refuse to do that, <laughs> you have to go to the principal's office and explain why. And it happens over and over again. And I think it's like... Uh, you're you're questioned and you're punished even for like thinking not like differently or questioning not even thinking just questioning reality yeah 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 Yeah. and in syria when i was i went to school in syria when i was really small and me and my sister ate really slow and we would get uh, hit with a ruler on our hands because we we didn't finish lunch fast enough um (laughs) so yeah yeah Mine isn't that intense, but the school I went to when I was a little kid in Oklahoma, number one, they paddled us. That was legal. It was a public school. But my first grade teacher was obsessed with the fact that, like, it was bad to be left-handed. And, you know, she couldn't couldn't do the shit that they used to do, right? They used to, like, fuck kids up for using their left hands. But she would every single day, like, chide me and tell me that I should use my right hand to write and stuff, that it wasn't, like, proper – that it was like bad that I because if you if you if you're not aware if you're not left-handed when you're like do stuff with a pencil and you're left-handed you get a bunch of like yeah pencil stuff on your on the side of your hand right yeah. it's just like a because of the way that unless you're using like those weird left-handed notebooks and shit which no one ever has um <laughs> and she would like she gave me so much shit for being dirty because like I would get stuff on my hand <laughs> it was just wow. like when I tell people that it's like really this was like the 90s it's, yeah <laughs> there's there's a few of those folks left I think she was extremely catholic um and I know nuns mm. used to go fucking ape shit <laughs> on that stuff I didn't know that catholic people cared about the left-handed thing well, like, yeah, I don't know catholic, catholic schools used oh, to school, sorry, yeah. Sorry. yeah 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 I wouldn't yeah. say that like it's I don't think there's anything in like the catechism about not being left-handed. Right, right. I mean, like, in some very strict Muslim culture, it, a lot of it is, like, phased out. But, yes. for example, your left hand isn't meant to be used as the pri- primary hand because it's, like, a dirty hand, like the one you wipe yourself with, for yeah, example, yeah, or the yeah. one you clean yourself with. Yeah, so, there's a lot. But, like, yeah. we have... I didn't know you were yeah. left-handed, though. Yikes. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You should be concerned. I have to make a number of things frustrating, like shearing sheep. Anyway, whatever. Mm. Well, everything is designed for right-handed people, for sure. Like guitars, everything. Yeah, it is. You try Speaking to keep of hands, down, but we are the master race. Okay, sorry. Speaking of hands. <laughs> Speaking of hands, just out of curiosity, did you all have the hand up, hand out experience? Hand out? What's hand out? Basically, um, it's just sort of a tool used to just sort of a sort of repetitive kind of follow instructions kind of thing. So like if the class is getting too rowdy, it's like hands up, hands out, hands up, hands out. And the teacher does not stop saying it until everyone is quieted down. And it's just like like a robot just raising and lowering so their hands. No, I don't <laughs> no. I don't think I've experienced that. And I mean 
I did, um, I was an assistant teacher at one point and for, for very, very young children, I'm talking like four to five year olds. And I understand the frustration of like, you're just trying to get something done and everyone's just kind of wilding out. They just had snacks or whatever and everyone's kind of wilding out. But I think that says more about like the methods we're using than about the children themselves, you know? Oh, it's more sure. about like, you have to, you should adjust more to like, their cycles and, and their needs mm-hmm. at their stage rather than trying to force and shove them into this sort of like militarized. Robotic, yeah. 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 No, totally. It's yeah. They're not allowed to actually develop naturally or like be themselves in a setting like that. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I think what happens, like, 
kind of throws me is that when people have these experiences, traumatic and not as dramatic in the education system, a lot of people, or some people, they come out radicalized by it. And other people end up being the like most stringent, most passionate um, advocates of it. Like even like this Catholic school teacher you're talking about, Robert, like at some point she was also in the education system. And it, it really makes me wonder like what she went through to have, to come up with that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I mean, I think she'd grown up in Oklahoma too. So it must've been a nightmare, <laughs> like everything in that state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why does it have a panhandle? Anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the there is a reason for that and it's not fun, but okay. I'm assuming it's slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Any fucked up geographic thing going on in the South, the reason is generally slavery. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And so he spends a lot of time talking about this banking model, and we could go on and on about it. I spent a lot of time just talking about the education system and all my problems with it. Um, and at some point, I would like to do an episode about the Ferrer schools and how, how those sort of transpired. But what Ferrer proposes um, as an alternative is the problem-posing model, which is basically through dialogue, the teacher and the students cease to exist. The teacher of the students and the students of the teacher cease to exist. So instead of there being these two separate categories, they are teacher students and student teachers. There's no separation anymore between the one who teaches and the one who is taught. Rather, there's a dialogue between the two as they become part of this process where all of them can grow. You know, you let go of this sort of authoritarian um, arrangement and allow people to teach and be taught, to learn and be learned, to really draw out what it is that we have to gain from each other. Rather than being sort of docile listeners, the students and the teachers, the student teachers, teacher students, they become co-investigators in dialogue. They become critics. They become radicals who are able to open up and demythologize the way that reality works, the way that human beings exist in the world. Banking education tends to inhibit creativity and try to domesticate our consciousness. Throw back to when I was talking about human domestication the other day. Um, But in contrast, the problem-posing model tries to, it really bases itself on creativity and stimulates rather than domestication, a sort of a full flourishing of what someone could be unbound and unshackled. So in summary, banking theory is immobilizing, it's, it's, it's fixating, it doesn't acknowledge people as people, but rather as objects. Whereas the problem-posing model, it, it takes people's historicity, 
It takes people's humanity as their starting point upon which they can grow and learn from each other. I think that's what frustrated me the most about the education system in the time that I was in it. And even when I got back in it in college, even though it was not as bad in some ways. Because, you know, in college, they tend to emphasize dialogue a bit more in certain classes. But I find the issue is that there's this assumption in, you know, the earlier sections of schooling, secondary school and primary school and even preschool, that the children and the youths, you know, they're not there to have anything to add. They're just there to regurgitate, to, to, to study and to repeat what they've studied for approval, which is something I definitely did back in the day. If what's lacking is, is dialogue, a dialogue that requires, you know, hope and trust and critical thinking, then liberation, you know, would also be lacking. There can't be dialogue without love for the world and for people and for knowledge and for bringing that knowledge out to people. So as Freire says, you know, love is at the same time the foundation of dialogue and dialogue itself. On the other hand, dialogue cannot exist without humility. The naming of the world through which people constantly recreate that world cannot be an act of arrogance. And I remember encountering a lot of arrogant um, teachers and lecturers and stuff in my time through the education system. Um, I remember being condescended to on multiple occasions. And that's the thing. Nobody likes being condescended to, but condescension is kind of the default way in which we engage with young people. It's just sort of, there's this projected ignorance upon them as if they have nothing of value to add or to share. And on the contrary, you know, we all have something to contribute. If we are closed off and if we are closed off to the you know contributions of others, we can't engage in dialogue with them. If we are fearful, if we are um, considering people to be like inferior in some ways, if we cannot embrace people as equals, then how can we engage in dialogue with them? I think there's a beauty in the way that he reflects on dialogue. And he goes on and on about it for quite a while. Um, at one point, he says that dialogue requires an intense faith in humankind, faith in their power to make and remake, to create and recreate, faith in their vocation to be more fully human, which is not the privilege of an elite, but the birthright of all. And so finally, when he's talking about action and how um, this sort of change is brought about, he divides cultural action into two kinds, dialogical action and anti-dialogical action. While oppressors use anti-dialogical action to protect their power and to separate people, radicals can use dialogical action to bring people together in the struggle for freedom. As a different methods of anti-dialogical action, through conquest, through divide and rule, through manipulation, through cultural invasion, oppressors were able to put the oppressed in the predicament that they're in. You know, the oppressed wouldn't be the oppressed if not for the oppressors oppressing them. 
That's kind of self-explanatory. Um, but in contrast, radicals from among the oppressed using dialogical action, using cooperation, unity, organization, and cultural synthesis are able to rise above and to push back against this oppression and to allow education to flourish among all. And so I think that's the beauty of the text, um, the hope that it imbues in people to really bring about these changes. And I think it was a good read. Five out of five. Excellent. <laughs> and it's not very long, right? It's like under 200 pages from what I remember. Yes, yes. It's like yeah. four short chapters. Yeah. Relatively short. I know back when you were talking about how um, people are, sectors of the right specifically are so set on attacking like anything related to like critical theory or critical race theory. Um, I, 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 the, the book was, was banned like, like a decade and a, like over a decade ago from the Arizona schools for teaching students that they are oppressed. Well, um, uh, yeah, you, that's, that's how, you know, that's to be expected. It's a good book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's. Anyway, just a just a fun fun fact there. Yeah, we can't we can't have kids knowing that uh, <laughs> they have shared interests as a group, um, and that adults are mistreating them comprehensively. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> God, you just reminded me of so many just moments that me and teachers like really got into it, or like the teachers that were condescending and that I hated. I have to really go through the Rolodex and try to vent this out now after we finish recording. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're a child, <laughs> why are you listening to this? Rise up in rebellion. Uh, <laughs> destroy the adults. Their joints are terrible. Hit them in the knees. They won't recover. My joints are terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. exactly. Some fucking just... nine-year-old whacks you in the knee with like a shillelagh. <laughs> you're down. You're, you're out of the game. No, I know. I, my, Kids. my knee would break. Yeah. Embrace the ancient traditions. Make shillelaghs and go for the fucking joints. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Children of the world, you have nothing to lose but your bedtime. <laughs> Rise up. Uh, wow. That's, that's the episode. Thanks, Andrew. Okay. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 